0: Hi, welcome to the Gospel of Kinnison. This is episode 179, brought to you the week of March 5th, 2023. I'm your host. My name is James Kinnison. This is my personal audio journal. I hope you've been well. I hope this show finds you happy and collected and striving. And if it does not, I hope it enables you somehow to pick yourself up and move forward through the, to, the, to that next day. I don't know who said it, but it's one of the sayings, one of the few sayings that helped me get through my depression. Um, It's it's attributed to Churchill, but I don't know. I, I looked it up and it didn't seem like it was legit, but it says, when you're going through hell, keep going. And I am living proof that depression can be outlived if you just keep going and, uh, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at right now. I'm in a place where my depression has taken a sabbatical and I'm doing quite well. I'm really excited about that. And I'm excited about what life has been, um, offering, <laughs> just the things that are possible now, you know what I'm saying? Um, like my job, for instance, you know, I've I told you a few weeks ago, I am a hat designer. I work for a, uh, a, a company who manuf- I, they don't manufacture, but they, uh, embellish caps. And, uh, my particular part of the job is I use existing art, like logos and I design hats using various fabrics, techniques, and styles, and with a, what has become a vast knowledge of all of these things, fabric types, um, decoration types, closures, visors, hat styles, uh, m- types of mesh, types of uh, uh, decorations. Fabric appliques, heat sealed TPU, um, silica. Uh, I'm throwing words out that mean stuff to me because I know how to make it all work. Uh, You know, I know the difference between a laser etched faux leather sewn on patch versus a one that is uh, heat sealed. So. I've learned a lot at my job and I really have been enjoying it up until recently. And this kind of sucks because I was like, I was on cloud nine about this job, but the management, um, just really leaves a lot to be desired. Let me, let me just kind of get into my story today. I, uh, I had another review recently. I don't, I don't remember if I talked about the first one, but the second one, the one I just had this week was quite a surprise. It was a 90 day review long overdue. Apparently I've been there several months, uh, more than several. And he called me up and we went through things like quality of work, quantity of work. Um, you know, whether I liked the job and I was, I was, given a rating between one and five for each of these things. And he was very clear at the beginning that if it's a three, that is meeting expectations. That means you're doing great. You're doing fine. It's not a C, you know, it's not a grading system like that. He says, you know, a four would be that you're doing uh, better. And five is exceeding expectations. And my wife tells me this is a pretty standard standard. Uh, rating system throughout the uh, work world. So but it was the first time I'd ever been sit down and, and told stuff like that. So uh, long story short, everything was three or above. Um, there was a couple of, of things that were threes that I thought should have been fours. But um, one of them was uh, reliability. Now, I have been there on time, except for once. I've taken two sick days so far. And that is it. But apparently, the check-in system, the, the time clock, the web time clock, they have a zero, the company has a zero flexibility or grace period policy. You have got to clock in. Literally before eight o'clock or you are counted late. And I had three times where I had been counted late for clocking in at eight Oh two. Uh, I say I've never been late and that is truth. Except for once I had to turn around halfway there and go let my wife into the house. She had locked her keys in. And in that case, I had actually called the boss. I found out that that did matter. It's a production-based factory facility, and they apply the same rules to me that they would somebody working one of the embroidery machines. And that's, I think, the only thing they know. And me coming from a background where I was self-managed you know, as a children's pastor, I was in charge of other people. I was the manager. Um, I didn't have somebody checking my time, you know, when I was in the office and when I wasn't. As long as the job was getting done and kids were uh, happy and parents were happy and the ministry was flourishing, um, there, there, that was it, you know? Uh, so... Th- th- this was interesting to me that I got, in my opinion, low on reliability because I'd been there and I'd done my job, um, and I couldn't help it. One of the one of the days off was just this past Monday, but one thing I I didn't know in full, and now I do know in full, is that there is a points system in place, and this is apparently. Uh, Very important in factories and uh, production places. I never heard of it before. Didn't know about it. Um, But apparently I have 12 points uh, every 365 days. Uh, I would say year, but they fall off as they age. Meaning if I had five and they were spanned out across five months, whenever that first month hit, 365 days, it would drop off and uh, I would have four points on uh, uh, against my 12. I only get 12. 12 seems like a lot, but I was very surprised to find out during my review that I had accumulated six and a half points against me already. And that was quite shocking to me. It was very surprising because like I've told you, I've missed two days and I was late once. So the two days would have been one point each and late would have been half a point. Well, obviously I found out that eight Oh two counts as late. So there we go. You add all this up. All of a sudden I had six and a half points. My coworker was mad on my behalf because he's like, you're more on time than I am. And I've only got five points. And I didn't think it was fair. I didn't think it was right. Um, This stuff wasn't explained to us in advance. I talked to my wife about it and she says, oh, oh yeah. Well, if they gave you a manual, a handbook, then they told you in their opinion. And that's exactly how this thing played out it was totally put on me and I was treated like a child because when I emailed about it, I was basically told that this is an opportunity for me to grow as a person and become more responsible and to possibly set an alarm that will remind me to be at work and ready to go before eight o'clock, which by the way is on my own time. And by the way, I have to boot up a computer to even log in. So I start work before I clock in for work. Uh, And and let me tell you, if you clock in at 7.55, do you get paid for 7.55? No, you do not. You get paid at 8 o'clock. It rounds up or down. Now, if you clock in at 8.02, it rounds up to 8 o'clock, but still docks you your half point. And my friend, you can be up to 45 minutes late and only get docked a half a point is is that fair is that right i say no it is not because if i'm 2 minutes late i might as well be 40 minutes late but i'm not I'm obviously not that kind of worker now i've been killing myself trying to learn this job there's so much detail there's so much that you have to know. And I have learned so much about <laughs> if I told you, you would just be bored because it means nothing. But it's all about ads. It's at ad stuff. It's about what works on what. Can you can you uh, use embossed silica over a seam? Or do you have to have a five-panel cap instead of a six-panel cap? Well, guess what? You have to have you can't do embossed silica over a seam, but you can do uh, uh, TPU, which is a, a rubber substance or a rubber patch over that, and can you heat seal over that? You know, since it's the same concept, we're we're emblazoning something onto a fabric. Can you heat seal over a seam? <gasps> Guess what? You can. It makes no sense, but you can. Um, yeah. So there's just there's tons and tons and tons of detail. All of my work gets reviewed and critiqued. And I have to correct any imperfections before they're sent out to the customer. Um, you know, I work hard and I thought I was doing a good job and I thought I was on time and I thought I was doing everything right. I found out according to the the, the numbers, according to the computer uh, and, a, and a potentially a heartless company, I'm not so like i said i emailed i got that response and then i emailed again and i said basically that this didn't make me feel good (laughs) about working there and that i didn't feel like uh that it was right that it was fair um that there was no warning there was nobody that had told me and so apparently my boss went to his boss and his boss called me and basically said the party line again, you know, we have to treat, we have 400 and some customers. We have to, we have to, you know, treat them all the same. We can't make exemptions, exceptions. Um, Use this as an opportunity to grow as a person, set an alarm to remind yourself to clock in and be to work on time before eight o'clock. You know, I, I just don't get the grace period thing. Why Why can't it be five o or 8.05? What is wrong with 8.05? The only time I would even use it is if I forgot. Now, have I set an alarm? Yes, I have. I've set a freaking alarm. And I'm not going to make the same mistakes. Now, long story short, they came back. They said, we're taking off the 8.02s. And we are also... Uh, removing the half day that you called in, just just out of the goodness of our hearts. And that's good because I was going on, I've got a vacation I'm going on with my family. We're going to Mexico. It's the last vacation that we will go on as a complete at home family because my daughter is graduating, going to college. I'm not missing that. And that would be five days off, five points accumulated. You add that to six and a half and add maybe a doctor's appointment here and there. And I'm done. I'm out of a job. I was going to quit because there was no reason to just hang around and wait. So anyway, now I'm down to a low, low, low five. Uh, That's the favor they did me is, is now I'm at five points. And, um, I've still got five points that I'm going to spend on a vacation. That'll get me to 10. And then what if there are doctor's appointments? I have a condition that I'm working through right now. It's none of your business what it is. That means it's embarrassing because if it wasn't, I would just tell you, but I have a condition I'm working through with a doctor and I need to go to the doctor I need to take time off to go do that. You know, I'm not abusing the company is my whole thing. It's not like they're paying me and I'm not working. I'm, I'm requesting time off here. Here's my logic. I don't know the way it works. I don't know why it works the way it does, but here's the way I would set it up is I would say if they call and ask permission and I give it to them, then it doesn't count because me giving them permission means that I don't mind them being gone. They're not going to hurt us as a company. So therefore it's great. Now, if they call in in the morning and they're sick or faking or whatever, and it's not approved and it is last minute, dock them a point. I get that. I understand that. I receive it. I, I bless it. I don't know. I work inside of a company, an embroidery company that is not the company I work for. Which just kind of confusing and weird, but it's okay. I work inside of a building and I get to see how they operate. And I see operators come in, the people that operate the machines, and they all ask for time off. I saw one, heard one lady say, I'm going back to Mexico with my husband. I need four weeks. Can I still have my job back after I get back? And he said, yes. He said, yes. Totally different model. Totally different way of managing things. My wife says it's called managing by the numbers is is what my company does. And instead of having a heart and and seeing people as people, we are numbers. We are production animals. We are put to work and I hate it. I hate it because I loved the job so much and now it's tainted and I'm mad. I'm still doing it. I'm still doing my best. He's happy. I, I don't know if you remember my review from before, but my numbers weren't great. My first review, he said he wanted, I was at like 20 to 60%. He wanted me at 80. He says, I'm there. So I'm putting out the work that I'm supposed to do. He it, My my creativity numbers were up. My quality, you know, and quantity numbers were up. So he says, I'm a pleasure to have working there, which was news to me, um, but I'm going to end up losing this job over the stupid points thing. And then uh, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm on indeed.com looking for another job. Why do they do it this way? I think it's because. Well, I think one of the reasons, giving them the benefit of the doubt, I think it's because that's the way it started. You know, when they were just a couple of machines in a shed somewhere, they needed to produce and they needed their people to work hard. And they used to pay their hat people per hat. And so it made people work fast. Eventually, years later, they decided that fast didn't necessarily mean best. They started giving them an hourly wage. but I think that's when they cracked down on other things to make sure that the production was still there. It took the pressure off having to work super fast and you could focus more on quality. But we got all these rules. The, the dark side of it, I think, is that they are in a small town and they are the paper mill of their small town. In my small town, we had a paper mill and everybody worked at the paper mill. And the paper mill could pretty much do whatever they wanted, set whatever wages they wanted, and the people just had to work there and had to do it. And I think that's what they're used to there because they pay me nothing compared to what other graphic designers get paid. And I have had to specialize so much. I've had to learn so much and I've had to work so fast and so hard and get so much better. And my work is critiqued every single day, every single time. Um, it's a lot to deal with. I, with somebody that suffered with anxiety for years, um, it still climbs up and tries to bite me because I am—I uh, I have this analysis paralysis where I don't want to send in my concept because I'm afraid that I've missed something obvious and he's going to think I'm stupid. And I did that the other day. I sent something in trying not to be over analytical. And I realized immediately that I had messed up. It was premature. I had missed so many obvious things. And I, so I sent an email, please ignore that one. I'll send it to you when it's ready. It was premature. He still reviewed it and sent me every single thing that I had done wrong. I know he saw that email, that second email. I think he's a guy that just enjoys, I mean, this is something I've gathered through his emails, he enjoys catching you in the wrong and just rubbing it in. Because I would I would pick fabrics and pick colors and I kind of knew what I was doing back then, but he would be like, where did you get these numbers? And I'm like, I got them from the, the book you gave me. Well, that's not where you get those, you get them from this, you know, And and now I know. You know, and, and I the tone is mine because these are all emails. But that's the problem with emails, isn't it? Is the tone is so hard to tell. He seems so nice when you talk to him one on one, but he, he's definitely a company man. He's definitely on the side of the company. And why wouldn't he be? He's been there forever. He knows everything about the job. He's he's a genius of hat design. Um he works very hard. He seems to be a great guy. I just don't think, I don't know. It's one of those situations. My wife said that he was probably very good at my job and he was there for a lot of years. And so they said, oh, well, he'll be good managing that job. And that's not necessarily the case. You know, it's like comedians. They always say, hey, you're a comedian. You're a successful comedian. Let's put you in a television show. And that doesn't always work and always work. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like going in a restaurant and say, oh, you're really good at eating. Do you think you could run this place? You know, it just doesn't make sense. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, five points in, looking, looking for a new job, and I've got time, and I I might even go part-time. I don't know the the hardships have been trying to podcast and push the podcasting thing along with having a life and doing full-time because the way it is right now i prepare on monday night for and then i record tuesday night for red school bus i prepare wednesday night go on a date wednesday night and then do the show that story show thursday night then friday saturday sunday Rinse and repeat, working every day from 8 to 4 30. But um yeah, I think I think they can pretty much do whatever they want. That was my point from earlier. It, they're in a small town. They can pretty much do whatever they want, and people just have to deal with it. But it's not that way in St. Louis. Because I got other jobs I'm looking at. I was just checking it out tonight they're paying $25 to $35 an hour for the work that I'm doing for them for significantly less than that. And I think if they're going to expand to St. Louis because they've tapped the market out in their small town, they're going to have to, they're going to realize they're competing with the businesses in this area. So, I mean, there is a part-time sign design job that I'm looking at that I think I'm going to apply to tomorrow. Um, I mean, I know Illustrator like the back of my hand now, and I'm very detail-oriented, and I could do a great job. So, I don't know. I've talked to my wife about it. She is so cool. She's so good to me. And she says that the most important thing to her is my mental well-being, And if the job is, um, going to become a detriment to that, you know, it's going to mess it up. Then she doesn't want me to have it. So I am going to, my, my thing is I'm going to stay there until somebody makes me not, it makes it not possible for me to stay there. So even though somebody told me, if you let them fire you, you can get benefits. John Steinclover told me that. Uh, but if you quit, you don't get anything. And I'm, I'm a guy that I'll quit before I'll let you fire me. Like I'll, I'll see it coming. That's why I was ready with six and a half points to go ahead and call it. Um, because I wasn't going to sit around and get better at the job, meaning go through the stress of getting better at the job only to get fired later in the year. But I, I still may be in that same situation now. I'm you know, I'm not sure. I don't know. But uh it is insane. I was sick last weekend. I think I mentioned that because I was off Monday. Uh, and it was so weird. I still had to go pick up kids and move stuff around and a and cough and I was coughing, I had sinus pressure. It was it was just rough, you know, just a cold or whatever. But I felt like crap. And I told Jay, I'm like, wow. I I just feel like crap, but I used to feel like this all the time, like literally dragging, you know, feeling down, not wanting to be up, wanting to be in bed, you know, even, even the headaches and stuff, even the, just the, the way you feel when you're sick, that's the way I felt for 10 plus years. And there's no way I would have made it this far in this job if I had been underneath all that pressure. So anyway, if you're a depressed person or you know, someone that is just encourage them to live, encourage them to get the medical help they need because every part of it is a drag. Every part of it is horrible. All of it is demeaning and horrible. You don't think the doctors are working. You don't think the medicines are going to work. They, they make you feel worse. So you think that's the wrong option. So you get off of them. Then you got side effects and that makes it worse. And it makes you think it's never going to end. And when you're depressed, you feel so dark and empty and hollow. And you feel like you want to die because sometimes there's physical pain and your brain tells you it will never end. And that you're a burden on your family and your friends and they would be better off without you. And the most loving thing that you could do for them was be to get out of their way. So help them to live. Help them to stay alive because I am living proof that you can do it. You can make it. My doctor told me, James, the only people that don't get better are the ones that give up. And I didn't believe him. And an old man came to me after I preached one time and he said, I used to suffer with depression. You can outlive it. And I didn't believe him either. But now I do. Now I freaking do. So anyway, work is kind of tainted now, which is a pain in the butt. Cause I, I loved my job. And I I still am a hat designer. How cool is that? We jokingly, me and Jamie, my coworker, we uh we pick on Mac computers a lot because we work on Macs and they they just crash all the time. They're always just just messing up, slowing down, chugging the the beach ball of death and all these different things. And we're just like, Macs, They just work, you know, that's the thing about them. We just love them. They just work. You'll be reading an email and it'll just just shut down for no reason, whatever. You know, I don't know. But um, he, 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 I can't remember what I was going to say he says, but anyway, it was something awesome (laughs) and you missed out. So, (laughs) oh man. Okay. So I talked about the show contest last time and we have started that over on that story show. We have given away four, so a month's worth of $50, um, prizes. And one guy didn't even respond. So we're going to pick the second in line to give that money to, I have to wait seven days from the time that I announced it to them in an email. Uh, but I don't think they're going to respond. And, uh, but it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun and and it's, it's working. We have a ton of submissions. People are really into it. They're coming to the website. They're filling out the form. They're sending in their stuff. It's, it's people that have listened to the show for a long time, but haven't sent something in for a while. That's exactly what I wanted to happen. Um, so, so it's a good investment. It's a good investment back into the show, into the people that are submitting stuff. It's great. Um, I had dinner last night with Amy Lou from the Discord and she's one of our listeners and her husband and their kids and uh we went to Texas Roadhouse and we had a good time. They're from Arkansas and they drove up here to see the sights in St. Louis and uh it was really great. So if you're ever in St. Louis, uh holler at me and I'll have dinner with you. <laughs> so that's I'm very approachable. So I've done it quite a few times actually with folks uh emmy and her husband um i don't recall his name right now but they uh came to NorthxCon and i knew him from there and that was pretty cool to see them again but their kids didn't weren't able to come so they they came um but i played a joke on my wife i told her she's like do you know anything about them and i'm like well no um but i do know that he is her second husband he's a black gentleman and she's like, oh, okay, you yeah, know, whatever. And uh and then later on I was like, okay, that didn't do it. So I, I said, She has two kids from her first marriage, but they're adopted and they don't know. So don't say anything. Oh, okay, okay. She accepted that. <laughs> and then when they walked up, <laughs> this white dude walks up with his wife, you know, and the kids looked like Holly hobby and, and, and a little cowboy dude. It was so cute. I didn't know if it was a costume or for real, but it was for real. That's the way they dress. And it's really cute. Um, but it was after dinner that she was like, uh, you mean they weren't adopted? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible husband. I played pickleball today you ever played pickleball? You ever heard of this thing? I, I didn't know anything about it until my brother-in-law over Chris, over Thanksgiving took my family to go play it. And then they came back and were just all about it. Just talking about it. It's kind of like ping pong. It's kind of like tennis. Look it up on YouTube. I'm sure it's all over there, but, uh, St. St. Louis recently built a couple of pickleball, um, uh, courts in our, uh, in our local park. And so we went out there today and I'd never done it before, but I tried it out and, and it is fun. It is like ping pong, but there's running involved like tennis. And I played, uh, all of my family. I played three rounds and I played extra with Jenna and, and it was, it was really good. It was a lot of fun, but I am sore and tired. And I think my part of my heart exploded and I'm sore from head to toe. Even my tongue hurts. Um, Cause I was talking so much smack. Anyway, if you ever get a chance to try it, it's fun. There's wooden paddles. There's rules. There's things that you do. Uh, it's really good. It was fun. Um, we finished Wednesday, the, the series, the show that's on, uh, Netflix. Yeah. And it was good. It wasn't, you know, amazing, but it was good. It was really good. Well, well done show. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, it's a little creepy the way the internet is, uh, sexualizing the, the, the girl in the show. Cause she's supposed to be a teenager. So that's, that's a little weird, but that's the internet for you. Uh, I finished Dracula. I love old books like that, man. I, I, I just ate up Frankenstein. Um, you know, I, I need to read more, even more. Uh, but I, I, I enjoyed all of the, uh, Who's the detective? <laughs> Who's the detective? Sherlock Holmes books and stuff like that. I love that time period, uh, and and uh, it was weird. It was kind of weird though. In Dracula, it it kind of had a had a sudden, abrupt ending. You know, in movies, you're when you finally face the bad guy, you're used to an epic fight, and then you kill them. You think you killed them, and then they come back. And they you fight them again and finally you you kill them for real. And that's what I expected, but uh spoilers <laughs> They just chase down the box that he is trying to deliver himself back to his castle in, they open it up and they just stab him through the heart and he dies, he turns to, to dust. <laughs> so it just it it's a lot of talking, a lot of Van Helsing talking about stuff. That man is a long winded dude. I don't know how they ever Uh, retconned his character into being this this fighter because he is an old man and he he doesn't believe in science or uh you know fantasy stuff and uh he has to be proven and i kept reading the book and i'm like this this girl keeps getting drained of her blood and they keep giving her blood transfusions and and there's these tiny little pinpricks on her her, her neck, and get, they can't figure it out. I'm like, why can't they figure it out? There's a vampire coming to her room and eating her, you know? And then I realized this is the book that introduced all that to people, you know? This is the book that, that made Dracula's Dracula's, and they didn't know. Nobody knew. This was what their idea of suspense was. Is, well, where is going? The, the audience that was reading the book didn't know either, so, uh, you know do I suggest it to you? Uh, get it on audio. <laughs> That's what I did. I got it from the library. So, uh, but it, it was good. I'm listening to Firestarter right now. It's a Stephen King book. It's about a girl that can create fires with her mind. And it's been so far, a lot of chasing and a lot of hiding. And it's not too exciting, but she recently did blow up a bunch of cars. So that was kind of cool. Um, So I realized the other day, I need new stickers. I changed the logo of my podcast and I think it looks so much better. Um, it is embroiderable. Um, and I made up that word, uh, it is embroiderable. And, uh, so that makes it better and, uh, more clear and more like a real logo. It looks better, smaller. So it works better as a profile picture for, for, for media or social media. And, uh, I just now need to order <laughs> new stickers cause I don't have that many anyway. And, uh, people are always need them for patrons and stuff like that. And I, I, I take swag with me when I go to dinner with folks. And so I realized I was out of red school bus stickers and I need to get some more of those too. Uh, so there we go. That's just, uh, that's just my checklist, you know? You can write that down and help me remember to do it. I'm looking at getting embroidered hats is the other thing. I want to do it through my company because I get a discount. Um, and and what I would do is I'm thinking about, like, going to my Patreon page, looking at everybody that's given at least $100 in, in total, no matter how long they've been, you know, patrons, and going ahead and buying them a hat. And shipping it to them and i did the math and it's like 54 people that have that are in that condition right now and so i would first place an order for like 55 56 60 caps and i would send them out and i would uh talk about it on social media and talk about it on the show and that would generate interest and then i would take orders from everyone and uh everybody would prepay which would enable me to then buy the hats and do a second order and send out to everyone else that wants to buy one. And I think that would be very cool right now. There are four options. There's an all black, there's an all gray, there's an all pink. And then there's a all black with a white cap, uh, front facing visor. Uh, no, not front facing visor, the front part of the cap, the two panels at the front are white and it looks good. Uh, and you're the first to know. So there you go. That's what you get for listening to the show. Um, so there we go. That's all I've got for today. You know, it just, uh, you know, if you're a person that prays, pray that I will have uh, wisdom and guidance about my job. And uh, that a that a door will open if necessary or close. If not, you know, the, the typical prayer for stuff like that. Uh, I'd like to mention that this show is brought to you by our patrons. And we appreciate every one of them with special thanks to uh, Carrie Wright and Carrie Bernhardt. And you can become a sponsor today and help my show out at patreon.com slash Think about it. Just think about it because um, you get, you get uh, sometimes I do extra bonus content. I've been doing that lately and you get a special RSS feed when you become a patron and then you automatically get the bonus content along with the regular stuff. So something to look into. It's a dollar a month, you know, and you can pay annually, which comes out to be about $10 and 50 cents with the discount that you get. So, you know, why not? I don't know. I should do it. And I am the guy that's making the show. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Take care. God bless. I hope your job's going better than mine. Lord knows there's probably, if it's not your manager, there's probably somebody at your job. It's just a weirdo, you know, just a weirdo. But uh, that's that's okay because I'm weirder than they are. And you listen to me. Talk to you later. Bye.